0: You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday life. I'm Phil.
1: And I'm Erin.
0: And welcome to Advent Week 2 with Revelation. And our sort of theme of this week is peace.
1: Yes. So last week we started with the hope candle of advent and how revelation actually has a lot to speak into the message of hope and this week traditionally in the church people light the second candle for advent and that is the peace candle and so i would like to just open it up for starters by by asking phil on a broad scale how do you see Revelation bringing about a message of peace? Because I think for many of us, when we hear Revelation, (laughs) um, if we were to do the opposites game, you know, where like I say a word and you say the opposite, (laughs) Revelation and peace would would make great opposites to me in that game.
0: Yeah, which is because apocalyptic literature has been so misunderstood, right? As Mm. being about wars and battles and stuff. Yeah, that's certainly
1: the imagery that we see when we look at the book.
0: Right, but the thing about that imagery is that imagery is linked heavily with those who are doing evil things on the earth. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is here to make peace. And so when I think about revelation and peace, I think revelation is trying to reveal what true peace looks like Mm -hmm. and that all the ways of the world are only a false surface level peace. So when you talk about power, Um, peace coming through uh, military, right? Like we just defeat all of our enemies, we'll kill all the bad guys, and there will be peace, right? Which anyone who's watched like a superhero show, right, knows that that never happens, right? Because something else always comes up, right?
1: There's Um, always a sequel. (laughs) Right.
0: And that's how it happens in real life. And, uh, you know, money, sex, uh, any sort of addiction, fame, comfort, security, Any system of the world, any person really in the world other than Jesus, Revelation is trying to reveal how God sees all of the systems of our world. I don't Mm. care if it's democracy and capitalism or socialism or communism or tribes or uh, ancient city states or whatever it is, empires, um, showing that under the surface, nothing of this world brings
1: peace. Okay, so if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that kind of using a sheep, uh, a sweeping paint stroke, so yeah. to speak, the the violent imagery we see, the war, the the angst and plagues and everything, that's really when you look at it, symbol by symbol, incident by incident, there what it's getting at is this message that God's giving us of look how bad that thing is, look how dangerous this thing is, and it's really. Not so much saying these are the things to look out for, life's going to get really crazy, right. as much as to say life is crazy now. Right. Look at what is going on in the world. You have just grown so comfortable with X, Y, or Z that your familiarity has made you lack um,
0: a response. Okay, yeah right like yeah.
1: like we're so used to uh let's take consumerism for example because tis the season <laughs> um we're so used to this idea that you would buy a pile of presents for everyone and put it under the right. tree that we don't stop and question that we just do it you, you right. just do your christmas shopping um and this is not a, a podcast against christmas shopping we actually you know we've been doing it ourselves <laughs> but we're used to this way of the world and apocalyptic literature is showing us using an image that we don't immediately recognize so that when it gets to the point, you go, Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, it,
0: and it's not to say that there aren't any violent images toward the quote unquote bad guys in revelation, mm-hmm. but ultimately I think it's trying to make a point rather than say, God's literally going to like kill all these people in that sense. But, um, as we're talking about Christmas spending and those things, Revelation wants us to see behind the behind of the behind of the behind of the system, right? So Revelation is sort of like those really uncomfortable documentaries that you'd rather not watch because once you've watched it, you can't unsee the impact of whatever the documentary is about, right? So maybe it's about fast fashion and about how clothes that are sold for three dollars are actually made around the world and we realize that buying gobs and gobs of things without any introspection or research into where they come from or how they're produced or who's affected revelation is trying to point out that most of the systems of our world hurt people on some level Mm -hmm. and revelation 18 when talking about economics and merchants and all these rich, well off people, specifically says, Come out of her, my people, lest you partake in her sins and like and the destruction. Mm-hmm. now that's not an exact quote, right? But that's what it's trying to say. And, and um it's intentionally sexual language, if you think about it, because the one of the one of the har- one of the characters in Revelation is a harlot. And basically they're saying when you get in bed with the systems of the world, and I'm saying American capitalism included, when you get in bed with it, meaning you partake in everything that it's doing, um, it's like having sex with a prostitute. The prostitute being an idol that isn't God, right? So God's saying, if you will enter into the divine dance with me of love and peace and justice, that'll lead to life for you and life for everyone else. But the system of the world, often for those who have money and have all the stuff, is often at the expense of someone else. And so he says, come out of her, my people, like leave the prostitute's house, stop having sex with her, like get out of there um, and don't participate. And what happens in Revelation for people who don't participate is they look really weird. And often the system comes down on them really hard.
1: So one thing that, two things that came to mind, but the first being as you're speaking, this is sounding like the opposite of peace to me because this is sounding (laughs) like, I mean, just the uncomfortable documentaries and everything. Those are the, those kinds of wake up calls where then your whole life shifts dramatically. And now you find yourself living totally different but then could we could you introduce us to one of the characters that i think does what you're talking about where they've stepped out they are no longer participating um, and it does come down hard on them but that also has its own way of bringing peace and i'm thinking of hopefully who you're thinking of but the two witnesses
0: yeah and the two witnesses of course are the two churches of Philadelphia and Smyrna who remain faithful in light of everything that's going on.
1: So these are the people who are living God's systems, God's ways, Yeah. not living and participating in the Roman Empire or the right. current situation, whatever right. the...
0: Right. Because the Roman Empire had this idea that they could conquer the world and make everyone Roman and therefore there'd be peace, Mm -hmm. which actually, to me, reminds me very much of the Nazis. And I know the Nazis are like an easy foil to go to. But really, the idea is, well, let's make everyone Aryan. Right. Get Mm -hmm. rid of all the disabled people, whatever. Then the world will be perfect because everyone will be the same. And the Romans sort of had this. Yeah, we're going to come in and we're going to kill anyone who doesn't want to join us. But if you join us, wonderful. Now you can live in peace because you're one of us. Except the problem was you had to use violence in order to get that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that meant then the whole economy was based on this, their comfort, their security. Um, all of it was based on that. And so for these two churches, they refused to participate in some of these systems and therefore they seemed weak. Many of them were being thrown in prison. Um, they weren't the wealthy, they weren't the famous, they weren't the powerful, um, And that's why the image of the two witnesses of these two people prophesying, and they're using all the images used of these two witnesses are of the prophets that had come before them so they're taking what prophets did in the old testament and said oh that's what these two people are doing now they weren't literally like breathing fire and things like this but what they're trying to say is just like those old testament prophets had that power their power was actually in their weakness they're not fitting in was what gave them the power of prophecy prophecy being speaking and living truth to power mm-hmm. so saying of course you can't fit in because when you speak against the system you, you're not a Part of it, And so you don't fit in and the system doesn't know what to do with you. Therefore, you're a threat to the system. This is why Jesus gets killed. Jesus is hanging out with all the people he shouldn't. He's proclaiming a new kingdom to come. He's saying that everyone is welcome and they had to kill him to bring peace. So killing Jesus was a peace move. On the For the Romans. This is why Pilate, even though he didn't find him guilty, Pilate allows other people to kill him, right? Which really then Pilate is complicit in it. Right. Um, why? Because he didn't want to revolt. It was all about peace. It was a let me pacify. Mm. And the, the two churches, they refuse to participate in that way. They say, you know what, we're going to be uncomfortable. We may not have jobs, we may go to prison, we may not be welcome at any of the social events, but by not participating, we are inviting everyone to the table. Mm. Like we won't come to the table if everyone's not welcome. And it was very clear at that time that not everyone was welcome at the table, that there were people excluded, and it had to be that way for the benefit of those at the table because there wasn't enough to go around, right? So some had to have it at the expense of others. And our world still operates this way, right? We see this divide between rich and poor. Um, We are able to sort of hide sweatshops and forced labor and child labor and all this stuff and get all the really cheap stuff for ourselves. So for me, what Revelation then is saying is peace is where the system is good for everybody. It's good for your neighbor it's good for the person who doesn't look like you. It's good for the environment. It's good for it's good for the thriving of all. And if it's not good for everyone, it's not good for you. And so don't participate.
1: What you're saying is so revolutionary. And I think this is why Revelation is such a truly remarkable book when you get to understanding what it's saying for us today. Because what I'm hearing you say is, What we think of as peace, you know, and we, how many of us are like, oh, we want for peace on earth. Like, I think it's a thought many of us have. We want peace. We want there to be an end to wars and those are good things. But a lot of times I think we have been taught in our system that the way to have peace is to not rock the boat, (laughs) get along, just kind of go with the flow. Don't, don't cause a stir. Don't cause a scene. Right. You, you want to kind of lay low, keep to yourself, do nice things for people and just hope everyone else gets on board with that and peace can reign. Right. Um, maybe, I you know, we've met some people who have after reading Revelation in particular, even say, like, you know, peace, we have to stand against this people group or to have peace, we need to not like such and such a people because we find them upsetting or especially certain Middle Eastern countries or we think the Bible's against them. So if we're for them, then we're anti, we're anti God's kingdom, which is so twisted. And I think that's where a misreading of revelation is such a catastrophe because it leads to some really messed up theology and lifestyle actions. But what you're saying getting back on track what you're saying though is biblical peace may very well be rocking the boat yeah and when you have learned about the human impact of the way that we produce goods um the environmental impact of the way we produce our food when you the way that we
0: act that that cancels out certain voices or certain faces, or certain yeah. races.
1: Yeah, um, even the way we tell our history. Yeah, our nation's history, mm-hmm. the world's history. Right. The stories we choose to leave in, and the stories we choose to include. Right. When we find out about those things, and there's a learning curve to this because you you can't just overnight take it all in, <laughs> and if you do, you're going to fall yeah. into depression. It's it's heavy yeah. stuff. It's but overwhelming. As you, as you. Pray that God gives you wisdom and opens your eyes to what's going on and where there's a need for justice. Peace is actually going to come when we take a stand for ethical practices. Peace is going to come when we say, you, my friend, are a different race, a different religion. I don't even understand some of your life choices. Right. But I believe that God has created you. And just as he loves and has a plan for me, he loves and has a plan for you. And because of that, I will give you food. I will share space with you. I will invite you in. Our children can play together. This biblical piece, we see those two witnesses and, and they were prophesying. They were causing a stir because they were proposing a way of life that stepped outside of the system mm-hmm. to operate in God's kingdom in God's economy where there isn't scarcity there, yeah. there is a need for justice. And so I, I, I think this Christmas season, when we look at, you know, the hope of peace that the Israelites had for Jesus coming, the Messiah, you know, they wanted a warrior. They thought they were going to have a King who would come <laughs> in and with the force of his armies, wipe out their oppressors and, rectify all of the wrongs that had been done and instead they got jesus and he spoke a different way he did different right. things and jesus though taught us the way of peace and so seeking peace even here and now once again we can't put our hope on a savior writing in and slashing down all the enemies and you know coming over as the king. No, especially He's, since
0: Jesus lets the enemy kill him in order still, to bring peace for them. He is still
1: Christ. Jesus yeah. is still the Jesus we had before. Yeah. So so to change the narrative because Revelation uses that violent imagery is to lose sight of the peace that God is seeking after.
0: Yeah, in fact, Jesus doesn't say, I bring peace by killing my enemy. He says, I try to bring peace by letting my enemy kill me. Yeah, And so I think my encouragement to people and my challenge would be if you want to live peace this holiday season, then don't take peace at a surface level as I am comfortable and secure. Because if our comfort and security is coming at the expense of anyone else, it's not peace, it's oppression, it's Mm -hmm. injustice. And so we have to ask ourselves this season, is the system or group or Purchase or whatever it is I'm participating in with my time, resources, skills, everything. Is everyone invited? Is anyone excluded? Is anyone harmed? Is anyone demeaned? Is anywhere in the supply chain someone not up to the level of humanity that they should be? Are we silencing certain people? Are we forgetting certain people? Are we intentionally excluded? You know, these are the questions we have to ask because true peace is when every face is seen and every voice is heard and every Uh, pain is is uh, met with love and self-sacrificial service and if anyone is being cut out then we have to say this is not the peace of Jesus I mean this is the good news of Jesus right being born in a normal you know Israelite small town home and the shepherds come the wise men come people of all walks of life essentially are welcomed at his birth And that's the type of existence then that we want to live. So we have to ask these tough questions. And when you realize you've participated, because we all have, if you're listening to this, you've participated. And it's not then to feel guilty and be like, oh, I'm so horrible. It's to repent, realize that this is why we have God's mercy and grace and forgiveness and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance and how to move forward differently.
1: Mm -hmm. And I would encourage as well, to break it into baby steps. Yes, don't I, take it all at once. That's, gotta been, be little parts. that's been our thing. I mean, one thing a month where you say, "Hey, let's let's try to change this. Let's yeah. only purchase from companies we can find the ethics and the sourcing information. Whatever, yeah. whatever it is that's on your heart, but.
0: And and if you have questions or ideas or you look at your life and it's too overwhelming, shoot us an email at connect at ruaspace.com. Shoot us a Facebook message on our Ruaspace Facebook page. We'll be happy to engage you. I'll jump on a Skype call with you or Zoom or anything, and uh, we can help you with those steps. So Mm -hmm. you're not alone in the journey either.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, friends, thank you for joining us this Advent as we explored peace with Revelation. And may you experience and further the peace of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your own life. Grace and peace be with you.
1: And friends, don't forget that last week, Phil released his book, Reintroducing Revelation. We're so excited. It's been doing really great on the Amazon charts. And we just, if you've bought a copy, thank you so much yes, for your support. Thank you. That means so much. And if you haven't bought a copy, but you've found these conversations interesting, honestly, I can't urge you enough to go pick up a copy, grab a copy for a friend as well who you Great know Christmas also present. likes this stuff. But what we're talking about here, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Revelation is a huge, vast topic. And Phil's book, Reintroducing a Revelation does a fantastic job of taking some of the really key symbolic events or characters of revelation and helping you understand historically what's going on and then why that matters for us today so again if this conversation has been interesting go ahead and scroll below click the link um, and grab a copy of phil's books because i really truly believe you will be blessed by them grace and peace